Hey everybody, this is Ian with a quick note from the editing room before we start the podcast. Kelly had to unexpectedly step out partway through the episode, which is why Kelly and Wealthy seem to suddenly disappear fairly quickly into our recording. Everything's fine, nothing to worry about, but we just wanted to give you a heads up so you weren't wondering where Kelly and Wealthy were. And with that, we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Primary Attribute, or a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian, I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they them pronouns. Hi, my name's Adam. I play as Vons, the furry little foxfolk alchemist buddy. Um, We're sleeping at the moment. I I, I think he is is sleeping at the moment. We use he him pronouns. I'm Erin. I play Erisine. I use she or they pronouns. Erisine uses she her pronouns. Uh, Erisine is um, waiting for Schrodinger's rat. <laughs> oh, um, I'm Will. I'm Kelly. Uh, I play Wealthy Taylor. Um, I'm the halfling wizard. Where we both use she her pronouns. And although I am at home in bed, I am actually dreading having to do an acting. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the Cobalt Illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And Grix is about to take a bird out on a date. Yeah. <laughs> and not bird as in the British slang. Well, I mean that too, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'd really appreciate it if you rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It helps people find us. It makes us feel good. And you should do it for every other podcast you listen to as well. At least, assuming you like them. Although you can review on them if you don't. Erin, uh, would you like to do the recap? Yes, please. Erisine and Vons, after uh, figuring out that Corvo was not coming back down the mountain, went home for the night. Erisine sent a rat to Wealthy and Grix about what happened with Corva. And so on Wealthy and Grix's night, uh, Wealthy stayed at the gate and Grix went up the mountain slightly and discovered some reinforced nooks in the side of the mountain. Ultimately, what happened is that Grix fell asleep up the mountain and was woken to the snap of fingers uh, and it's Corva. And it sort of ended up being a little bit of a like a meat cute. And um, so Grix is taking Corva out on a little date right now and wealthy. <laughs> Went up the mountain to try to figure out what happened to Grix because he did not come down the mountain when she expected. And they passed each other and managed to successfully avoid each other's gaze, pretending that they don't know each other. And uh, then Wealthy got a little lost and uh, ended up finding her way back inside the mountain through Echoes, where she passed a storefront and Gex said, hey, you owe me an acting so currently Grix is on Schrodinger's date. Impossible to say what's going on other than that Grix turned on the charm to try to seem less suspicious about following Corva around. Meanwhile, 
Vaughn's discovered that Lucky is missing and sent her a rat asking, how is she? Is she okay? Where is the Cure Light Wounds batch at? Bring back more Cure Light Wounds ingredients. And then puttered around. And then uh, Aramath asked Aracene for an update. And that is where Aracene is waiting for Schrodinger's rat. So we're all very excited for Grix to go on a date finally. Because he's the one person who has not gone on a date yet. And I think we're all really curious. I believe Wealthy would insist the date was not a date. I was, I was, gonna, I was just getting ready to say, excuse me, I have not been on a date. Julia and I just went to dinner. <laughs> relating to dates, if I have our counting right, this will be episode 69. <laughs> nice. Nice. Also, this brings me a good reason to bring up the alternate title that we had for episode 65, which is Slap That Beetle, which is extremely, extremely good. <laughs> huh? something yeah. fun. Or I said to Vaughn. Yeah. On how to engage in heavy petting. Uh-huh. It was good times. But all right. So we don't know if it'll get there yet, but we're going to start with Grix. Okay. So Grix, you have been brought to what, if I'm remembering it right, was called the Bee's Knees. It is a oh, yeah. bar that's kind of at the edge of the spire. It's pretty late at night, but it stays open until very early morning. It's quiet. It's classy. It's very dark, by which I mean uh, there's atmosphere. Yeah, that. <laughs> Not that it bothers you too much. And the drinks are very expensive. Okay, that's uh, that's not great, but that's yeah, that's fine. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I smooth back my uh, my tuft of fur on my head, and uh, I find us. I you know sidle in and uh, uh, ask for a table. All right. She's like way taller than me, right? She's yes. she's even taller than like a normal human slightly, right? Yeah, I I mean, that right. Or she'd be running on the tall side. I think she's like yeah. above yeah. six feet. Less than six and a half. Like, yeah. So we're we're an odd pair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the arcs. <laughs> eh, yeah, yeah. I think this is still even then a little bit eh. it, it, not not common yeah. worthy necessarily, but definitely like eyes track us a little bit. You say yeah, it's visually unusual to be sure. Yeah, yeah. You're shown to a booth near the back, and what do you want to drink? Oh, uh, I, uh, my, uh, my favorites, uh, any kind of, uh, I like a, I like a, like a fruity cocktail as much as possible. All right. Which is probably berries of some court sort. Yeah. That seems like the most fruit thing that could be easily gotten. Corva kind of gives you a look and then turns and says, I'll have the same. Yeah. Hey, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Bob's <gasps> moonlighting. Oh. Oh, what Bob does Bob think of this order? Oh, no. Yeah, but keep it low, please. I, I, I don't know how much I can. <laughs> I, I don't know how if I can handle full Bob. Oh, shit. Now I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, 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 go, go. Just, just go, go. No, I just. Go. I. Certainly, I'll be getting that drink for you. For both of you. I hope you have a lovely stay. That was perfect. That, that was so <laughs> Exactly. Where it, it you know, it, it just it dripped down my spine a little bit slowly, but it, it didn't I didn't want to throw up exactly. Yeah. Strong start. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Certainly. Right. So uh Corva, uh, uh uh tell me a little bit about yourself. 
I mean, I'm the leader of the Air Regiment for Regiment for the Guardians, and honestly, that takes up a lot of my time. Um, pretty much ah. all of my time. Oh, that's that's pretty neat. It's uh, that's that's really cool. It's tough work, but someone needs to do it. Yeah, you get all that fresh air. That that's that's a sweet gig. That part, at least. Yeah, slightly less sweet when your friend's blood flew into your mouth from yeah being killed next to you. But yeah. Yeah, well, I, I I'm on the maintenance crew and uh, go down the tunnels. So I mean, I, it's not the same. I get I'm not, but I you know been in some situations. I hear that uh, job yeah. is surprisingly dangerous, or can be. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like it's it's not most of the time, but uh, you always got to be ready because uh, you never know what's gonna fizz or pop or blow up or be an invisible shark uh, giraffe thing. <laughs> Invisible shark giraffe thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider shark giraffe horse. I think there's horse involved too. I don't know. I'm not the scientist. It um, sounds like there's a story there though. Yeah, I'll tell the story. Okay. Briefly. Not the whole thing, but like for Spelunkin yeah. and Yeah. Your drink yeah. comes. Uh make a charisma check for telling Sweet. a good story. Okay. Sorry. Duh. Fourteen. Alright. That's on a primary. Yes. You do a good job. You keep it interesting. She seems legitimately interested the whole time. Okay. Ask you questions is, okay. do you mention the dragon? <laughs> oh, probably not. Okay. I mean, I don't know how much of that's like full city knowledge yet. Pretty much none of it. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't think it made it into your maintenance reports. No, uh, I'm not. I'm not letting out anything that I wouldn't just tell a rando in a bar. Okay. So the basics, not necessarily why you were going or anything. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm surprised uh, you made it out of there. Oh, we got, I got a got a good group of friends there. Good bunch. So you often spelunk with them instead of the maintenance crews? Uh, sometimes it depends. Usually, I mean, I, I'm obviously down there more for my job than for fun. But, uh, you know, there's there's uh, there's there's treasure down there. There's uh, interesting things. Uh, how about you? What do you uh, what do you find up here on the surface? I mean, that's got to be a that's a different lifestyle. Well, it's mostly clouds below us. Um, uh -huh. Well, it's always clouds below us. We've not seen the ground in some time. I did escort yeah. a party down for restocking the fisheries once. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, hey, I've been uh, I've been thinking about that a bunch lately. Uh, how to well? how to go up and down? And I got I got some diagrams. Uh, oh, oh, here I got my notebook on me. <laughs> All right, you start showing her your diagram. <laughs> yeah, my wingsuits and. Uh, <laughs> and my uh my uh bucket on a rope bucket on a, a two mile rope okay uh, it's uh, it's made of it's made of uh of spider spider thread silk and uh it it is uh extruded from a, a big sack and then retracted the same way so it, it's reusable yeah so uh so this one is uh this one's uh uh based on uh, uh i was out here once and uh, saw some grass that uh got blown in the wind and it like twirled and uh so this one you uh you grab the thing and you write it down it twirls its way down uh, again the problem is you have to find some way back up generally generally getting down's easy i think but uh getting back up is the hard part it's easy as falling off a fortress yeah but just uh, you gotta do it slow for your twirling item does the yeah user twirl with it uh i mean uh yeah it's not going to feel great. I'm working on a way that that doesn't happen. Uh, you're going to get a little dizzy at the bottom. But yeah, 
I'm also curious where you're getting all the spider silk for these ropes. Uh, well, I, I got, I got a, I got a bunch of friends who are, uh, uh, uh alchemists and, uh, wizards and stuff. And, uh, we're, I, I mean, yeah, I haven't, it's all theory right now. Don't have the prototypes yet. It's an interesting theory though. Why do you yeah. want to go to the ground? Uh, it's to, not to a nice place from the bits I've seen. Take it uh, back. Take it back. Yeah. 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 It's quite the dangerous proposition. Yeah. Beat up, beat up those, uh, corrupted, uh, thingies. <laughs> Well, that can be... Give them, uh, give them the old one-two. That can be a difficult task. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. That's not... That was never in it. But, you know, we gotta. And why do we have to? Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't disagree. I'm just curious about your reasoning, because your viewpoint is relatively rare. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I uh, give her uh, an explanation of closed systems. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how we have you know limited space and uh, there's really not a whole lot to do and we can't really develop much further. This kind of sounds like the I'm bored argument. No. 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 Eventually there will be a population limit. Ah. Yeah, it's based off your charisma score. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so yeah, you explained closed systems and mm-hmm. I guess make another charisma check, not because you're explaining closed systems, just kind of as the date progresses. Sure. Also, if there's any moment when, like, I can discreetly attempt to uh, cast a... Nah, you know what? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm going to ride on my own uh, laurels. Okay. Charisma check. Damn it. Uh, Eleven. Rethinking that uh, spell now? That's only a failure by one. Well, I just barely failed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, I don't right. know. Actually, if I had rolled that for an attempt to cast a spell discreetly, she, she would have seen it. Uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. it would have been even worse. Um, I will say at some point, uh, she actually goes to get you two more drinks just directly from the bar. Mm-hmm. And you now have a chance, should you want to, to try to cast something. You don't have to, and it sounded like you might not, but... No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to just piece this out myself. Okay. All right. Rick's can feel that something is not going. He's he's like a little something's a little off in his game. Yeah. Maybe. It's a little yeah, bit awkward, well, but like not a lot. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't tipped anything on unpl- like I haven't like tipped my hand any. I don't think. So I'm just I'm safe right now even though I'm not doing the best I could do, I think. So that's my, yeah. my hope and goal, and I'm going to just keep going uh, mundane, no magic. Okay. Although I will I will now attempt to get a little bit more information out of her. Okay. By, uh, by being like, so, uh, so what are your, uh, <clears throat> what are your uh, hopes and uh, dreams and uh, you know, uh, general aspirations? I mean, we're not retaking the ground and developing, expanding. We're just staying up here. Starting with small talk, I see, or yeah. keeping it to small talk. Yeah. I appreciate someone who gets to the point. Yeah. Well, you know, what do you not talk about? You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. You can't talk about retaking the ground in the first <laughs> <laughs> Yes, politics and religion are complicated topics, at least for me. So this is oh, sure. weirdly easier. Well, I mean, I keep pretty busy with the day-to-day, although things have been slow lately in a way that I am not thrilled about so oh there hasn't been a storm in like two months oh 
which is extremely unusual, huh. especially at the time of year we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we go in a different direction or something? No, and I'm, we have to stay relatively close to keep relatively close to our normal path. And even then, we have a suspicion not all the storms are natural, but it's hard to prove. Huh. So. Oh, wait. You mean like there could be an inside agent? I, that's a terrifying thought. No, I was merely saying that, um. Oh. I, I was merely saying that we believe the corruption has the ability to cause storms to oh, some oh, extent. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that that was a given. For the first few years of the arcs, from what I understand of the history, it was the storms were rare and they were more like the natural storms that people remember, ah. whether things have faded since then or not. Like memories have faded and people have misunderstood or not. I don't know for sure. Yeah, the records gotcha. from that time aren't in great shape. Sure. I'm going to keep trying to press. I mm-hmm. don't know that Bit has the... Like what, what are you aiming for? Focus and social skills, uh, and you know, situational awareness. So I'm I'm trying to hope for a little bit more of a meta game to push forward. Yeah. I'm trying to find out what, like, what she gets up to, like what, like, uh, okay. you know, te- tease out anything. All right, that roll I can. another charisma check. See so how much this time get. I'm trying to prod a little bit more, so I, you know, it could be a little riskier, but yeah, um, I actually want to try to get something useful out of this. Mm-hmm. All right, big bunny. Okay, fifteen. That's not awful. Not awful. Not awesome. Well, I'm a member of a few community organizations. When I have the time, I have been known to play sports on occasion. Although I try to play with people who don't know who I am, or at least don't know my rank. Hmm. Yeah. What uh, what sports do you play? What sports are there? Oh God, what's a sport? <laughs> I play the one where you. Hit the ball with your hip and try to get it through a hoop off the wall. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip-hopping. Yes, that one. We tend to play, those of us that can fly tend to play as a group. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Or at yeah, least have a... an equal number on each side or yeah. it quickly gets a little. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get, you know, most uh, most uh, uh, species uh, segregation are uh, kind of whack, but uh, that, that one makes sense a little bit. We usually just try to keep an even number on each side and rotate out yeah. people as needed. Sure, sure, sure. Cool. That sounds really neat. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, yeah, myself, I, uh, I don't have a ton of hobbies other than spelunking and, uh, tinkering, but, uh, yeah, that sounds really cool. I should check that out sometime. Do you have an interest in community organizing? All the stuff oh, we yeah. do is small, but. I mean, you know, I've been in civics my whole life with, uh, with working in the maintenance and, uh, you know, we, uh, we get to know the, the, the community and, uh, yeah. Why do you ask? Curious. Would you want to do anything more with that? Oh, maybe. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, my roommate's really big on uh, uh, improving safety measures around the arcs. From your drive to get us to retake the ground, and apparently your roommate's desire for different policies—that seems like a one-way shot towards being on the greater council. That was something you were interested in. You oh, seem really? more passionate about it than most people. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I think so. I mean, I'm the one who's always yelling at the other maintenance workers to, you know, go vote and, uh, cast their, uh, cast their chit in the whatever. Wait, didn't think ahead. <laughs> uh, Oh God. Why yeah. Is my nose bleeding. <laughs> was that your Grix voice? Yeah. Okay. Was it bad? It was no, right. it was just, 
in a shocking twist, it's very different from Let's Cook's voice because I don't know how voices work. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. carry on. Yeah, I could uh, I could be interested in that. Uh, yeah, you have something in mind? You mentioned you got some groups. Yes, but they're more related to historical preservation, things like that. Smaller things, oh, not related to the overall city government. I am kind of close to the main body of the government. It feels weird to have as much weight as I would trying to do something else if I even consistently had time. Uh, organizations can take up my time, but being able to leave them behind is useful. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we got we got lots of history down in the tunnels. Why I? So, uh, should come down there sometime. Check it out. You want to take me to the tunnels? Oh, well, I mean, not, uh, I mean, uh, I get all flustered. Uh, not, <laughs> you know, hey, was that, uh, just a suggestion for something fun? <laughs> I mean, at least for tonight, my place would be much more comfortable, but. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And less moss, presumably. I don't mean to be too forward, but it is late. Are you interested? Sure. All right. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say, what? Apparently. That was out of character. Yeah. Uh, cool. You are going to head on out from the bar with Corva, and we're going to cut away from you for a bit. Yeah. Grick's the honeypot. Yep. What could yes. go wrong? And that's yes. the episode title. Yes! <laughs> Grick's the honeypot. Uh. How lovely for uh, episode 69. Oh, God! Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, that wound up. Wow, that wound up. Ooh. Yes, we're number one! Holy mackerel. We did it. <laughs> we did it, you guys! <laughs> that was unplanned. Nothing at all in any of that. Up until the end there. <laughs> I was intending to not go along with that, but... Well, as far as you know, it was unplanned. But you are cool with Greg's going along with it, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I'm just saying it was an in-the-moment, in spur-of-the-moment, like, change of... of decision yeah yeah all right font yo so your sister was missing mm. sent her a note <laughs> very loving caring note. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> vons is a good older brother with no flaws whatsoever none zero <laughs> he is the mary poppins of fox people <laughs> yes so vons you Wake up. You are mm-hmm. surrounded by darkness, but it all feels wrong. Your fur is standing up. It's it's not the darkness of your room, because in the arcs it can get very dark at night, and because of people extinguish their lights. But it's not even the level of darkness you'd get in the maintenance tunnels. As you open your eyes and turn around, you just can't see anything. Fucking been there. Um... And under your feet, the ground shifts and makes a crunching noise of some sort. Oh, that's not normal. No. Your vision starts to fade in. It's it's more like someone very slowly turning up a light than it is coming back into consciousness. It's a very steady fade in a way that feels unnatural to you, even from certain experiments gone wrong in alchemy. Like it doesn't feel biological in the right way. It feels more like you have a mask over your face that's slowly faded away. Hmm. But it does let you see where you're standing. You're currently standing on an expanse of gravel that goes beyond sight in both directions. It is deep black, 
and shiny with you know, reflections of water. And you're standing at the base of some very large cliffs that climb up behind you. They're jagged, they're sharp, and the waves are crashing against a more large prominent, spiky promontories um, a little bit off to your right. But huh. the thing that's weird to you... What? <laughs> is that, well, even weirder to you, <laughs> is that there's no ceiling. Oh, that would be weird. You're pretty sure, looking up and looking at the horizon, that that's a sky. The clouds are flat, seemingly almost matte, and they are, at least in some places, they move and have a strange coloring to them. They flicker black and white and gray in a seemingly random pattern. Not enough to generate a lot of light, but enough that it seems like they are constantly shifting. Okay, Vons is either dreaming, hallucinating, or abducted. <laughs> and there's not a single sun ray anywhere you can see. Single sun ray, you say? Correct. As far as you can tell. The clouds huh. are light enough. If you had to guess, the sun's probably behind them somewhere, but it's not breaking through at any point. Okay, so this is this is like a, a behavior of the sky, not just a, uh, a rendering problem in the graphics card. <laughs> Correct. As far as you can tell, there's no break in the light. It's basically overcast the entire way, albeit with <gasps> clouds that don't make sense. Weird. And as you are thinking that that's weird, you realize there's a cold dampness on your fur, and that out in front of you is more water than you've ever seen. You remember once from a story you heard as a kid that this large water, it smells like salt, it's reaching towards you and going back and crashing waves. You think it's the ocean? I've heard of this. Yeah. Pond? No. <laughs> Puddle. I don't know. No, we have puddles. This is this is bigger than puddle. Uh, Vons is curious about the the water. Uh, does he have his gear on him? You have what would be your day to day carrying items. Think okay. not going into the tunnels, but so the stuff you keep in like your messenger bag sort of thing. Right. Uh, which sounds like he doesn't have his uh, his armor or his um. What do what do we call that that the the things Launcher. that. Weapons probably doesn't yeah, have his, Yeah, at least not like his real weapons. He's probably got like a utility knife or something on him. Yeah, so you have a knife. Pretty much everyone carries one. Yeah. Um, and yes, a utility knife. Like it's it's meant more for eating or cutting things that like rope or paper or whatever. Like not fighting. Sure. Although in a pinch, I, it can be used. I imagine who he probably doesn't have his like recipe book or. Uh, it would like, be reasonable for you to have your alchemy book with you your work stuff yeah okay and your basic like sampling supplies you can't run any complicated tests here if you decide right. to try that but right but he's uh so he's also unarmored he doesn't he doesn't have his like loadout of adventuring gear so his his like his wearables aren't on him correct but his messenger plan clothes kind of thing is so he's probably got like a few little potions in the messenger bag, although I don't know what they would be. Probably just like not for not for adventure purposes. Yeah. Um Okay. So what are you doing? What do I do? Uh I think I think Vons wants to first he doesn't see water like that very often. He wants to get a good look at uh at his surroundings and maybe figure out where he's at. Uh so the sun is it 
Can he tell where it is? You say it's very overcast. It's difficult for you to tell where it is. The area you're in, there's no distinct like glowing spot. You're pretty sure it's daytime, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. It's too diffuse coming through the clouds. Uh, does it look like it's in a different place than it would be if he were anywhere he knows on the arcs? No, but again, with the clouds covering the entire sky, it's difficult to tell. Okay. So at this point, he can't really tell if he's on the arcs or not, except he's not used to seeing that much water. Yes. Does does a expanse of water like that exist on the arcs? No. So This is going all the way to the horizon, both in front of you and to either side. All right. We are either in a simulation or not on the arcs at all. Yeah. The uh, the gravel also continues to the horizon and both in to your left and then to your right, the promontory takes up most of it, but you think you see, you, you would guess based on just what you're seeing that it may continue on the other side once the, the cliffs recede again. Okay. Uh, does Vaughn see vegetation anywhere? You see and smell now that you're tuning into it. Uh, you see some old dead water weed in piles towards the top of where the waves are reaching. Mm. So it reminds you of what you saw. Uh, you've, you've actually, you've had seaweed. So yeah, it reminds you of kelper seaweed, although it looks a little bit different. It's too large compared to what you've used and eaten and seen on the arcs. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But other than that, it's just gravel as far as the eye can see, apart from those, those cliffy spots. Uh, yeah, make a, I guess make an intelligence check to kind of make out the far distance and see if you can tell anything. Okay. Ooh, just rolled a three. So that's not going to be great. Uh, eight, I guess. You don't see anything. The cliffs continue to the edge of your vision, you know, in both directions. In one case, they cut out into the water. So that ends it pretty quickly. On the other side, it's a little bit difficult to tell, and as you try to focus, it feels like a fog rolls in, almost. Like, the horizon becomes hazier. Huh. You're painting a beautiful picture, by the way. Yeah. You do notice, though, as you look out into the ocean, far away, think, not at the edge of your vision by any means, but far out beyond where the waves are, you do see some enormous creature burst up through the surf, and fall to one side and splash down in a seemingly intentional way as it blows water out of its mouth, you'd think? That would make sense. (laughs) And the creature is sheathed in shadow that falls off it like smoke. Ooh. Spooky. Um, Okay, well, uh, that's actually a little bit uh, nervous-making. Does does Vons have any reason to think that the creature is headed heading towards him it didn't seem to be moving towards you but and it's far enough away that it's it's far enough yeah it's not close to you okay so he doesn't have any reason to think that the creature senses him in any way yeah that said it's a giant fish or something whatever it is it went back below the water again so sure sure okay so there's life it's not the arcs and uh it hmm all right does so does this feel real to him yes he can as the mist is the mist from the fog is starting to settle onto your fur and you're actually getting very cold. Okay, so it's entirely possible that he's dreaming and has peed himself. <laughs> uh let's uh let's explore that cliff. Uh let's start heading up in that direction. Okay, the cliffs are very sheer where you are. 
you'll be climbing to go from where you are. Mm. They're pretty craggy, and the problem, or they're pretty craggy right now. It seems a little smooth at the level you're at, but you think you could probably get up to where there's more pieces broken off and more little handholds and places to put your paws. Okay. You haven't done a lot of climbing, but you think you could. Right. Um, do there appear to be any features in the side of the cliff? Any uh, caves or... Uh, um, make another intelligence check. Let's have a... Let's and have you're a examining something very specific, so add a d6 on top of whatever you roll. All right, five plus... <laughs> oh boy. Six. Got a six on that one. Um, that's like 11 in, on int. Uh, yeah. That pulls it up to 16. Yeah, squinting up. It's hard to see with the fog kind of settling in. And as you look up, rain starts to lightly splatter down, but not enough to completely obscure your vision. You hmm. see what something kind of flickers for a second when you're looking at the cliff, fairly high up, a few hundred feet. Uh, oh, that's real high. Or like 100, 150 feet. 150, let's say. And it looks like the cliff face, and then for a moment, it looks like a window into a dark room, or a large set of windows into someplace dark, and then the cliff appears again. But when you focus on it, the cliff kind of fades away, and you can see the windows up there. And these are tall windows, think over 10 feet tall. Oh, weird. Hmm. So, but they, they're they not, uh, not just holes, they are actually constructed deliberate windows yes uh you can see kind of the way the there's a breeze and the rain hits them a little bit and you don't hear anything but you can see how it kind of it's not just getting blown into that area with your sharp little fox eyes (sighs) okay Vons's uh first notion is to find uh safety and shelter since he has no idea where he's at or how he got there uh i don't suppose he he sees any we're on gravel. There's no footprints or any indicator like that. Uh, he doesn't see anything to indicate how he got there. No. Okay, so he's you were, just... Uh, you were just can, standing here when your vision faded in. But it faded in from a black. Yeah, complete and utter darkness. Which sounds like one of those spells, especially since it's suddenly the middle of the day. It's not like the sun just rose. So some spell wore off right after he woke up. Oh, this is weird. Okay, so um, this this cliff face, does it look, as as he looks uh, to the left and right facing the cliff, uh, does it seem like there's any path up? To your left, the cliff goes out into the ocean, so whether, you'd guess there isn't a path there, or there might be, but it would be, you know, it'd be hidden or possibly reached from the water. Mm. To your right, the cliffs are pretty irregular, so it could be that it's just tucked behind an outcropping or something. You don't see anything obvious, but these cliffs are very sheer, so it would be difficult, unless it were carved into the side, which it looks like it's not, it'd be difficult to tell if there's a path like up to the top of the cliff. Right. Well, uh, however Vaughn's got here, uh, unless there's some sort of teleportation or he got floated here somehow, oh gosh, he was probably like knocked out or drugged or something too. Because he would have been, he would have noticed somebody moving him. Um, oh, this is freaky. Okay, so, uh, so that that means that somebody had to have an exit from dropping him, uh, and 
those those windows they're not overlooking nothing they're overlooking something of purpose they're, they're overlooking the sea yeah sure oh i mean they might just want a nice view i suppose but yeah this private beach situation it sounds like it's got to have some sort of like logical entry point so vons is going to uh He's going to go in the logical direction, I think, since there's like more features to the right. He's going to explore that and see if he can find any any signs of uh, intelligent uh, design. Okay, so where it's going out into the ocean. Is it the left where there's more like features? When you're facing the ocean, to your left is where it just goes out to the horizon as seemingly cliffs and beach. Okay. And to your right is where the promontory goes out into the water itself. Okay. It's surrounded well, by like craggy, broken rocks. I, I get the I get the feeling Vons doesn't want to be wet if he can help it. Um, One of the larger waves hits and the water flows up the beach and over your paws before retreating. Well, gross. It is ice cold. <laughs> no, Vons does not want to be cold. He's gonna he's gonna start uh, scurrying along the the coastline. Okay. Uh, to the to the direction that doesn't go into the water. Okay, make an intelligence check because you're basically searching mm-hmm. the cliffside. Okay, got a 12 plus the 5 puts me at more than 12, 17. All right, two things. First off, you think you find the remains of a path. You're not positive if this is actually just an erosion wash or what, but you think you see something that might have been at one point stairs or like a steep path. It's been worn smooth and the rain is running down it, but it would be it would be a scramble, not a climb. And you think you see parts where it flattens out. Hmm. Yeah, left my uh rock climbing gear at home, but it sounds better than the uh than the cliff face. Yeah. The other thing you notice is that as you are walking along, the crunching underneath has faded out to silence, and the only thing you can hear is the ocean. Hmm. Uh, looking down, has the gravel changed into something? Nope. As you shift your paws, it still shifts like it should. You can kind of feel the movement underneath your paws, but no noise is reaching your ears. The drumming of the rain has also stopped, although the rain is still going. Huh. Also, as it runs through your fur, you see that not all, but some of the raindrops are, they're black like tar or ink. Oh, this isn't good. Okay, yeah, uh, Vons is getting a little bit of a panic now. He's going to start, uh, he's going to analyze a little bit less and just uh, search a little more desperately for uh, for shelter. Yeah, are you going to take this path up? Yeah, he's going to scramble up that path. Okay, you start scrambling, make a dexterity check. Okay. Okay, rolled another 12. So that's a 17 on a prime. Pretty damn good. It's slippery, but you've got claws and you are you have a you have a pretty sharp analytical mind when you use it and you're able to find you're kind of able to judge. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <you> use it. <laughs> I just feel like there's certain things he doesn't analyze. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. He he's very uh, first mode. Still, I'm he sorry. has <laughs> a sharp analytical mind. It's just analyzing something else. It's just analyzing other things, and not yeah. necessarily what other people would assume is the thing that one would want to analyze. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, I should rephrase it as 
you turn to your mind that is normally reserved for a running track of alchemy formulas and paranoia about various things. Nachos. Don't forget nachos. You laser focus on the climb Uh and manage to take secure steps all the way up as you clamber up this cliff. It seems it's steep, it's slippery, and you almost lose your footing a few times, but you do make it up. You're about halfway up the cliff when you slip a little bit and that causes you to look down. And at the base of the cliff, you think it's looking up at you, but you're not sure, is a humanoid figure wreathed in that same shadow that falls like smoke away from it. Oh shit, move faster. As you start moving faster, it starts climbing after you. Oh shit, move faster than faster. (laughs) Okay. You start booking it up this cliff as the rain intensifies and turns darker. You think you see the top, and as you do, you hear an animalistic bird-like screech that reminds you of hawks coming from somewhere beyond the cliff, and it seems almost sourceless. Like, it's from that direction, but beyond that, it seems weirdly undefined. But you make it, and you clear it up over the top of the cliff, and you are greeted by an expanse of black stone in most directions, albeit shiny and wet, somewhat. And you think far off, you can see a forest of some sort. There's also occasionally like tufts of grass growing on top of this cliff, but some of it is just flat rock. Okay, well, it's uh, probably really comforting for him to see vegetation. Um, I think he's going to book it to the forest. Okay. As you start running, that creature shows up behind you. Make a dexterity check for running speed and add 2d6 to represent your fleet of foot. Okay. Ooh, just rolled a six on that. Plus three is nine. Plus five is 14. Uh, plus the uh, five, uh, well, the, yep, plus, so 14, uh, 15 for his decks, and then four for his level is 19. All right. On a prime. You are built for this, physically and emotionally. <laughs> this Vons is many things, but I think retreating, I think Vons is a real discretion is the better part of Valor Guy. Feel free to correct me on that if I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, although he might not understand the definition of discretion. <laughs> Still. Valor? <laughs> a tactical retreat. <laughs> yeah. Vons' strategy in a lot of cases. So you scramble and just sprint across the rocks your your instincts your own lifetime of you know hiding in strange places going through narrow side passages like anytime your paw slips you just catch yourself and keep going you're able to scramble on all fours briefly when it's called for your foot splashes into a deep puddle and when it comes out it's dripping black water that almost seems like sticky like thicker than water but mm. it flicks off after a few more steps And you make it to the edge of the forest and plunge under incredibly large trees and into tangled bushes. And you keep running and parts of it seem to just be utter blackness again. And Vons, you sit up in bed. Oh, (laughs) panting with sweat, I'm sure. Yep, panting with sweat. You still feel cold for some reason and... Your nose picks up the smell of salt water, and you feel a little bit of it 
trickling down from the top of your head. Um, is this salt water? Or is this sweat? <laughs> or did he actually pee himself? That's entirely I, I possible. I assume you, well. uh, you take it and you look at it. Yeah. Like you, you know, get it on your fingers and look. Mm-hmm. It smells like the ocean. And part of that drip, as you kind of smear it on your hand, part of it is an inky black. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> also, there was a hook on the door handle, and uh, the call came from inside the house, and uh, <laughs> every other scary story trope you can think of. Um, yeah. Oh, that is really unnerving. Yeah, and you realize that in addition to being sweaty, there is the, the chill feeling, or at least partially feeling. It goes away pretty quickly, but it feels like when you've very occasionally ducked outside early in the morning and you have mist settling on your fur, but it quickly gets mixed in with the sweat and you aren't honestly positive which of those it is. It just felt like that. Yeah, Vaughn's at the moment is, uh, oh, he would really like a towel and uh, whatever whatever his version of coffee is. So do you go get yourself a towel, some sort of hot drink and probably hunker down in front of your fire for a bit? Yeah, just kind of uh, wearing off the the panic All and right. uh, whatever whatever else came. Um, and uh, I suppose immediately after that, he's uh, he's going to send another rat. Although I'm not sure he knows to who. Okay, well, give us a guess. Oh, I mean, um, if you're sending a rat, you got to tell us who it's to, yeah. what it means, what it has on it. Right, he's probably he's doing that like uh, that arc's equivalent of um, like feeling upset and uh, like holding your phone, wondering who to text. Get a rat, and you just sit there, and the rat's like, "Hey, time is money." Yeah. <laughs> so who do you rat? He he kind of just wants to hang out with the rat now. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, yeah, the first person he's thinking of is probably Lucky. And he's he's thinking of like uh, like, hey, so I had a weird dream. Where are you? Okay, you send off the rat to go look for Lucky. Yeah. Okay, and that's where we will leave Vons for the moment. All right, Erisine. With a mild headache, your previous conversation with your mother with Schrodinger's results is non-canon. <laughs> okay. Because you wake up in the middle of the night. I imagine that. You keep pretty late hours, but you're still probably in bed and asleep by like two or three most nights. Yeah. And I mean, I've been working for my grandfather. So like, and I didn't get as much sleep the night before. So yeah, I would guess that I'm probably going to bed, you know, normal time. Yeah. I'm having much, you know, earlier nights at uh, the Nipper or wherever, you know, Tilia or Jaspar wants to go out. Yeah. I think Tilia and Jaspar have stayed out. Tonight, at least, after you went to sleep um, sure. or went home. Although the temptation to have Tilia passed out on your couch or on the other side of your bed is extremely high. <laughs> mm-hmm. But nope, not tonight. Although you do hear with your sensitive and trained ears as you wake up, you hear the sound of the front door like opening and some sort of hushed conversation that is probably just hushed because you're, you know, a hallway and a couple doors away. I'll slip out of bed and um, I imagine that I've figured out how to open my bedroom door, making sure that 
I make no sound. <laughs> yeah, getting out to your hallways without anyone noticing you unless someone's standing right there is easy for you. Yeah. Um, I'll go... I'll try to get as close to the conversation as I can without being seen. Okay, you can probably get to the, the top of your stairs and kind of, you know, hunker down there and listen because you'll be above the foyer where the conversation is presumably okay. happening. I need Perfect. you to roll a stealth check. Rolling, move silently specifically because you're not trying to do anything tricky as far as hiding since you're just listening and you're not uh -huh. necessarily looking out. I will get plus two to move silently. Okay, that's a... Nine plus five plus two is 16. All right. Yeah, you managed to pad along and get settled at the very top of the stairs, seemingly without the people noticing. You get there as the person is let in and the door is closed. Um, the people you hear talking very briefly, it's the first person you hear asking kind of, you know, the good evening, what's your business here? Like, you know, how can we help you kind of thing is I may be misremembering his name. I'm going to say it was Rex, the kind of, you know, chubby little kobold who's your night servant, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or when you need things in the middle of the night. <laughs> and he's letting in someone with a low and kind of gravelly voice. You, you would think it's one of the larger races slash species and probably not like a minotaur because you're very familiar with the average timber of that voice now. Mm -hmm. You'd think more half dragon, dragonborn. Lizard folk, something like that. There's kind of the, the gravelly hoarseness that tends to come from those sets of vocal cords on average. Mm -hmm. But you currently can't see. And all the person says after being let in is, well, really not much of anything. You, you kind of got the shape of the initial conversation, but not the details. But you do hear after it's inside, Rex says, leave the boss. I mean, Primeth. Mr. Primeath. Yes, this way, please. <laughs> and you hear the clack of claws on the um, flooring as Rex and whoever this is, who has kind of a heavier tread, um, head out of the foyer into the hallway that runs along the back of the house. And you know towards the study. Is it pretty dark in the house right now? Yeah, it's on minimal lights. There's, like, Rex has a, a little lamp that... He carries with him. He has dark sure. vision, so he doesn't really need there to be lights most of the time. Sure. And there's usually like a lamp or a lantern or something lit in each room. So there's enough light to just not run directly into something. But usually you all will also take a candle or something with you when, when you're navigating at night. As they move back to the back of the house, I want to scurry down the stairs. I just want to know who this is. Like, I don't really care about anything else. Okay. And I'd like to do it without making any sound but if i do make a sound i'll just like you know i i'll just be like oh i woke up because i heard something and i realized that i you know wanted a cup of tea or milk or whatever yeah um all right you are going to be rolling both moves silently and hide for this okay so i have to i have to roll both i have to roll my decks twice yeah okay i'll do the Move silently first. Rolled an eight plus five plus two is 15 for my move silently. And 16 plus five is 21 for hide. And both of those are prime. Yeah. So you scurry down. You hit a stair that doesn't quite creak, but does groan a little bit. 
or wait, these are stone stairs. Don't listen to me. Um, yeah, it's really <laughs> dangerous. The whole thing collapses. <laughs> no, you do kind of shift one of the rugs, makes a slight sliding noise, but you know you're out of sight and you think you hear Rex kind of going, Err? but after a second, you hear the walking continue. You don't get a good look at this person. Your house, well, big by arc standards, is not that big. And they've rounded the corner towards the study, and you think you actually hear the study door, or like the smoking room door being opened, and the person being seen inside. Did I catch any? What I was saying was that by the time you were able to get up to where you could see the hallway, they were already going inside. Oh, okay. Fair enough. There's just too many corners between you and them, basically. Um, Okay. I will continue into the kitchen and keep an ear out. Okay. Um, the kitchen is the wrong direction for this. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. But the thing is, like, if I heard them coming in from where I was hmm. in my room, I'm guessing that it's quiet enough in the house right now that I could probably hear whenever they leave. Okay. And so I'm just going to go in the kitchen and, you know, hang out. <laughs> okay. And kind of keep an ear out and see what's going on. Yeah, kind of keep an ear out. And whenever they leave, I'll come out. Okay. You aren't in there very long. You hear what you're guessing is the inner door that goes to the actual, like, goes into the little foyer to go down the stairs into the study. Mm-hmm. Viewers, please see our Halloween episode of all places for <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a map. And after that, you hear one door close, a second door close, and you hear Rex's claws on. Well, what do you assume is Rex's claws? Because it's that it's the right like cadence for Rex. Hawkins razor. Sure. Yeah. Also that you hear them like heading back into the hallway and then fading out again somewhere else into the to somewhere else in the house. They're not getting closer to you. They're moving away. Okay. I want to. I really very much want to stay where I am until I hear whoever that was who went down into the study until I hear them leaving. Okay. You're waiting there for a long moment and then you hear a door open, but it's, you don't hear Rex, but this isn't the super muffled sound of like that inner door opening. It's the sound of the door into the smoking room opening again. Um, okay. I will, I'll like come out with like a cookie or something like I'll 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 have like a cookie ready like oh I just came down to get a cookie because I woke up down the hallway you see the door um slide shut or you know swing shut do I and, and there's sorry any... and there's no figure in the hallway huh I'll just call out hello you wait for a second and then you hear the relatively quick clack of claws on the floor and Rex comes in from the ballroom area. Oh, okay. Yeah, and says, uh, do you need anything? Oh, I just, I came downstairs to get a little snack, and I thought I heard the smoking room door open, but then there was no one there. I mean... Is it haunted? I, I guided someone in there earlier, but... Oh. I mean, I came out afterwards. But, like, just right now. Oh, well, that's no good. Should, we should go check on that. Or at least I'm going to go check on that. I'm pretty Can sure. Can I go with you? I'm scared. Uh, yes, miss, of course. Are you? I'll okay? go with them. <laughs> uh, make a charisma check, by the way, to sell this. <laughs> okay. Um, 
That is eight plus seven is 15. Ooh. And that's not a prime for you, correct? It's not prime. All right. You know, you, you do go, you do go with Rex. He goes, you know, you're a little old for this kind of thing. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't check it out yourself. I don't know. I thought I, there was no one there. I know it's stupid. Rex doesn't say anything to that. And just uh, <laughs> opens the door into the uh, the smoking room. And you look inside and uh, make an intelligence check as you look for who it could have been. That's a uh, four plus four is eight. Uh, you don't see anybody. Granted, your lighting isn't great. But just scanning the room real quick. You know, you don't go and like look in every cabinet or look behind things or whatever, but doesn't appear to be anyone there. That said, Rex kind of makes a consternated noise beside you. Um, Rex gets some intelligence check. Huh. They don't leave that door open, I think. And he's heading over to the door into like the study foyer to close it. Weird. It, it really is haunted. Erisene, make a wisdom check. 16 plus 6 is 22, baby! There you go. As the door closes, you think you hear someone breathe the word, shit, from somewhere beyond the door, right, as it closes. Is this before it closed? It's like as it's swinging shut, you kind of slips out right before the door into the foyer closes completely. Um, is Erisine far enough into the room that she can see? Like beyond that door? Like, beyond that door? Oh, yeah, you can be. You, like, walked over to next to the fireplace, and yeah, you don't see anyone there. But the door is also being closed, and you can't see okay. into the whole area from where you're standing. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just, like, thinking about what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> I, I will just, I'll be like, I don't like that it's haunted now. <laughs> I, what would you like me to, what would I even do about that? I don't, I don't think it's know. I think that's the thing, the thing I'm going to have to ask my grandpa if we can like do a, a seance to find out what's going on. Kind of raises an eye ridge like now. Do you want, we should do it now because it's happening right now. Uh, I mean, I think he's taking a meeting. You You could try. Well, we could get the help of whoever he's with. Maybe they brought, maybe they're the one that's haunted. Maybe he, maybe whoever came in brought the haunting with them. I can't officially not do this, but could I go get candles or something? Will you explain your plan to your grandfather interrupting a meeting? Yes. Yes, you can absolutely go get candles. Thank you, Rex. Good luck. He leaves the lamp for you and heads off. Sure. I will go to the door to the study and I will knock on it. <laughs> okay. You hear a, so I don't think you hear anything or at least, you know, there's no obvious response. Uh, I will just, uh, I'll knock like louder. Okay, eventually uh, you pause and you hear your grandfather's voice. What is it? Grandpa, I think there's, I think it's haunted. We need to do a seance. You hear conversation that's just too low for you to hear through a door and down a long stairwell. <laughs> sure. And after a moment, you hear uh, one set of steps coming up the stairs. 
and your grandfather opens the door to the little study foyer thing. I should clarify that that door that like conceal as in the Halloween episode into the study. Uh-huh. When he's in there, it's usually open. And they use just the door from the smoking room into that stairwell area as the door control. So that's the door you've been interacting with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So grandfather opens the door. Your grandfather's one of those dudes that could wear a suit 20 hours a day. And it will always look, you know, fresh and well put together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Never looks tired. Like, never looks disheveled. Yeah. Ericene, I know you're only 99, but what were you saying about hauntings? You're interrupting something. I heard something. I was in the kitchen and I heard the door to the smoking room open. And then um, there was no one there. And. Rex said that there's no one there, and I thought that it was haunted, and we need to do a seance. Unless there's a simpler explanation. I have a guess, but that doesn't make... I mean, he would have gone in with Rex and gone out, and Rex would have gone out, but he's still in my office. You you see your grandfather's gears turning, you know, very quickly, but thinking through. What if someone invisible is here? Then we should do a security sweep. Erisine nods like, yeah. <laughs> but you think they're in here. I don't know. The, 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 there was a, like, Rex seemed to think that something weird was going on. He went to go get candles to do the seance. Well, they're, you're really concerned and they're just invisible. I don't know. It's just weird. Usually sounds in this house make sense. And this one didn't. He nods and goes over to the study door and just calls out, I'll return shortly. And you, he does the like hand wave that causes that door to like fully shut and merge back into basically being a wall of stone and says, well, if they. But that door was open when we came into this, into the room. But if they're inside, they can't get out. If they're in here, they can no longer leave without going through a door that would make noise. Gives us a smaller (sighs) area. Awesome. He thinks for a second and goes, this is not an official part of your education, but I do have an idea. We could use flour. We're currently shut in a room without it. I was going to suggest ash, but same idea. Oh, ash is perfect. All right. You, you, you can go. and Ash will help you catch him. (laughs) You go over and you grab, you know, the fire is burning low and you can, you know, carefully extract ashes and use some of the ashes that have piled up and not been taken out yet. Uh-huh. Imagine you have like a bucket basically, but it's fancy because uh-huh. you're in a smoking room. Uh-huh. And yeah, you two go and start your grandfather sighs, but unfortunately you pointed out a security thing. So uh, <laughs> like you may think this is stupid, but also it's worth checking. <laughs> so yeah, you both start taking handfuls of ash and tossing them around. Awesome. And roll an intelligence check and a wisdom check. Awesome. Intelligence check got a seven total. And my wisdom check got a 21 total. All right. You're kind of throwing your ash willy-nilly. Um, you do start, you you and your grandfather kind of split it from the fireplace. He takes the area going towards the, the door because as he says it, I'm going to try to avoid the more expensive alcohol while doing this. And... You take the kind of the side of the room between, like the corner of the room between the fireplace and the door into the study foyer, and then the study foyer itself. 
and okay. you're not doing a super thorough job. You're getting stuff on the walls. Like it's not, it's not exactly a perfect search pattern. In some ways, I just want to uh, harass my grandfather also a little bit. You know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with harassing your grandfather, who's a eugenicist. Well, as you finish, fucking win-win situation, baby. <laughs> <laughs> as you finish spreading ash in that foyer. You hear a very muted. <coughs> I heard something. It's from above you. I throw it. I throw the ash up. <laughs> All right, you. Um, and now you both are covered in ash. Yeah, uh, you cover your face and the front of what seems like this person in ash. They are glaring daggers at you. It's person. It's person. Grandpa. <laughs> I don't know how this person reacts to this. <laughs> I love that there's no way we could have possibly predicted that this was what was going to happen yeah, when Erisene woke so. up. <laughs> and I don't think you reacted to it the way Ian expected you to. Do I ever react the way mm. that Ian expects me to? Do any of us? <laughs> oh, I, I gave up on that happening long ago. <laughs> yeah. It's the only true way to win a game as the as the player is to just confuse the hell out of the DM. It's true. All right. So you're talking, you're going like, there's someone up there. And... Well, yeah, because I don't, A, I don't have anything on me that I could use to stop them. And B, my grandfather doesn't know that I have the skills necessary to use anything that would take them down. So I'm just playing the, like, you know, scared teenager Wait, but who paid for knife finishing school? <laughs> <laughs> knife finishing school pays for itself. <laughs> in the end, yes. <laughs> I mean, in the end, afterward. In the end, afterward. It's like getting your CPA. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you... um. It's just like getting your CPA. <laughs> you... They say. You yell. <laughs> and broke yourself. Yep. Sorry. Nope, it's all good. All right, so this person is glaring at you. You yell. They curse in a language that you don't know. And they're going to drop down. They're basically directly above you, so that's going to be essentially on top of you. This person, by the way, was um, that thing you can do where you hold yourself next to the ceiling by bracing yourself with your arms and your legs, basically mm. flat up against the ceiling and bracing on the hallway. Uh -huh, yeah. They were doing that. So they are... They're dropping down basically onto you. You can make a dex check to get out of the way, or you can have someone fall on you. What do you do? Um, when I see that they are about to fall on me, um, and to be somewhat clear, you're not going to get like a boot to the face necessarily, but they they would knock you over. Like they're too close to you. I'm gonna like just put my hands above my head, okay. just like you know, protect my head, sort of a emotion. All right. I'm not trying to get out of the way. I'm trying to minimize the damage to vital systems. Yeah. Okay. This person drops down. Um, basically, what ends up happening is after this happens, you're pretty sure they weren't going to like fully just stomp you down. <laughs> mm -hmm. They do go and you, you get hit like with a shoulder and you kind of stumble forward a little bit. The, the next thing, though, is that your grandfather is running in there. And this person is going to try and shove you towards your grandfather and out into the rest of the smoking room. I will 
brace myself as best I can to be an unmovable force. Is that a strength check? Yeah, let's make it an opposed strength check. Okay. Okay. That one is 13 plus 5 is 18. And strength is not a prime. All right. We actually need to roll again because that was a tie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So yeah, this person tries to shove you one way. You kind of absorb it. But like, you know, you can feel yourself losing your balance and then we can go again. Ooh, okay. That one is an 18 plus 5 is 23. You tie again. What? Wow, okay. So. That's gotta be like what actually happens then. Yeah, you you are basically, this person is, I'm going to say what's happening is this person is pushing you back, but it's like step by step. They're not getting the stumbling and moving away from them like they really want to. And they basically have you just out the door and they're standing in the door. Um, I'm gonna start just like flailing my arms. Like, get off me! No! Ah! So you know. you're, you're now sandwiched between this person and your grandfather, essentially, in terms of like, you don't have a lot of space to move. Okay. Your grandfather appears to be reaching towards you, presumably to pull you out of the way, you would guess. And the person behind you is also trying to do something. Do you do me a favor and roll an initiative check for your grandfather specifically? Okay. He, I rolled a 10. <laughs> On a D10? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you... I'm so sad that Kelly is missing this scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you get you get pulled out of the way by your grandfather <laughs> as you feel something metal kind of. It glances off the back of your head and slides down your back from the way it feels. And when you kind of turn after being pulled away by your grandfather, it looks like it's a chain of some sort. That did not quite get to you in time. A chain of some sort? Yeah. Like they're trying to garrot me or something? Or trying to at least grab you with it, yes. Oh, okay. Like it was trying to be dropped over you. It is being wielded in both hands. And your grandfather's going to step up to this person, and we're going to get to that next time. (laughs) Yay! Yay! Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Want to just let us know that we got our rule wrong? Don't do that last one, but you can email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod or on Twitter at primeattribute or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our memes, hopefully all dank, but possibly otherwise. Castles and Crusades is published by Trollord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by Ian. That's me. Thank you, me. You're pretty great. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. Just make an intelligence check to kind of make out the far distance and see if you can tell anything. Okay. How did I toss that that far? Okay. Rolling on floor is a cock die.